Okay, let's have some fun here. We're gonna start the first camera and then I'll go live. And I think we're good to go. All right, good afternoon everyone. Hopefully everything is well. I am here in beautiful San Marcos, California, bringing you another episode of the Beast Motor Tech Tuesday. So I appreciate all the support for, wow, getting close to the 100th episode back to back. Last week, I was in Silicon Valley and this week, I'm in Southern California. Hello, two wagons, one cup. Good afternoon. FMKS10. Greetings indeed. The real Lex Boza. Hello. Things are going well, Disfit Muse. Moves. I hope everything's well with you. What's up, Austin Kuntz? Good seeing you. Yo, good seeing you as well. The Sunflower Company. Interesting screen name. I like that nonetheless. But, you know, two wagons, one cup is really taking the cake today again. Ken Rose. Thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. Hello, AJ, all the way from the UK across the pond. Good seeing you. What's up, 3X Stealth? Hopefully everything is well. Things are going well, Link. I'm in San Marcos at a very nice facility known as EV West. Came out here to grab some components. Great guys. And I uh, love what they're doing here. So I decided to do my Tech Tuesday here while I was on the road on my way driving around the Southern California area. Sydney, Australia is in the house, courtesy of KWAJPEG. And uh, water-cooled performance. I love it. As you see, I'm wearing my air-cooled Beast Motor water-cooled shirt because I love both. I love the classic beauty of air-cooled chassis, but I'm a huge advocate of modern technology. So, hence the water-cooled aspect of me even being here today. Good afternoon, R35, R13. Bread X, you're too kind. Thanks so much. Rusty, back to you as well. Thumbs up. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that drone is pretty cool. Nice DMC up there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm doing fantastic. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you so much for joining me today and for allowing me the opportunity to archive these wonderful moments from Instagram onto this channel. And for those of you who haven't subscribed, go ahead and look up BC Moto, subscribe accordingly, and we have a lot of fun. Brownville, Texas in the house. That's good, good to know. Um, let's see. Packers hitting the ground running, asking BC... What octane were you reaching with your home race fuels? I know you were really reliable and wasn't sure if you were still running super high compression back then as well. Yes, so when I was doing this, I was running 18.4 to 1 static. My dynamic wasn't too crazy because I was using very large overlap camshafts. So I didn't have much of a challenge, thanks for the hot guys. But I was about 116 octane. As you look at the way that octane rating is being performed in California, that's research plus motor octane divided by two. That's what I did. So I was hovering the 115, 116 octane rating. I used, uh, as an anti-knock agent, I used uh, um, tetraethyl lead and some, a little bit of toluene as a stabilizer and some benzene, which is a very strong known carcinogen. So you have to be careful with that stuff. Hello, Michelle. Thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Good seeing you. Um, Papa is saying, great job on Netflix episode. Thank you so much. I, I assume you're referring to the recent one with um, Hyperdrive that Charlize Theron did that she was an executive producer, or you could be referring to the first one we did, um, Pass's Car. Either way, we had a blast filming those two episodes and more are to come. It was pretty exciting. Mas Dam, I am doing well. Hope things are great with you. Hello, Chris Ferrari. Good seeing you. Hope all is well. Waves to you, Joey and Fujapo. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a really nice bus back there. Just a nice bus and a thing and a DMC, which is pretty cool. And lots of nice cars here at EV West. It's pretty nice, you know? Classy Yapers asking, hey BC, are you ever going to get into the E30, E36, E46 chassis in the future? Now, I've tuned tons of those. 
For those of you who are very intimate with my channel, you've seen me have this beautiful E30 M3, just absolutely gorgeous, like a dark, like a, like a champagne brown, uh, which is owned by Stan Chen. He's one of the heads of marketing at Toyo. Now you see how clean his is. So I've had that at the facility for quite a while, back and forth. I've tuned tons of E46s. We had one, an E36 on a dyno a couple of weeks ago. Um, E46, we've done a lot with AEM Electronics. But personally, since I don't have an intimate relationship with BMW, I haven't built one. So as you all know, when I work with OEMs, it makes things much easier. It gives us the opportunity where we can do wonderful things because they help offset a lot of the costs of these projects. So oh, I typically build something new for an OEM. I go back and build something old school with new technology and it works out very well. So until we have anything, uh, a good relationship with Bavaria, you may not see that from us, but I'll keep taking care of customers who are in need. So no problem there at all. Thanks for the question. Hello, Nitro Solar. It's always good to see you. Gordy from the UK saying that he loves the Odyssey. Thank you so much. We love building that thing and driving it often, you know? Do you think you can twin turbo an Audi S4 as a challenge? Yes, I could. But once again, working with those VAG companies make things much, much easier, which is pretty good, you know? Vaporboy Masters VMZ says, just saw the Jay Little Garage. Glad to hear Jay liked your Porsche. And I'm very happy to hear that as well. You know, Jay is pretty hardcore. And what I mean by that is that he keeps it real. If he does not like a vehicle, He's very vocal about it. And so hence, when he got, had the opportunity to drive our cars for the first time, I was terrified. But put it this way, you'd be pleased to know, when he drove one of my cars and then backed up with a second, he was so blown away that he wanted to drive anything we built. So he's very impressed. So you're going to see, of course, you saw the Porsche on the Jelena's Garage online streaming. You will see tomorrow night at, uh, I believe, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, him driving the Odyssey and one other of our very popular cars. I can give you a hint, the seat's in the middle. So you'll see his reaction with that. And in two weeks from now, in a couple weeks from now, you'll see something else you drove that he was quite impressed with as well. So we had a good stay with Jay and more to come. He's a great, great chap indeed. BC, would going to stage two on a Golf GTI be a wise for daily driver? Yes, it can, especially if you get your stage two flats from a reputable source, yes. It is something that you can have a lot of fun with and doesn't compromise reliability. It allows the opportunity to breathe a lot more, especially on the induction and exhaust size. And if you have a factory turbocharger, which I assume you may still have on your Golf GTI, <clears throat> it doesn't do anything deleterious. Um, you can have an opportunity to enjoy, eat your cake and have it too, with a little more pep than factory allowed, you know? Um, yes, Ford Assassin, I was just, <laughs> interesting name by the way, I was just talking about fuel. Um, one thing that happened to me when I was a student is uh, I couldn't afford really comfortably to buy race fuel back then. It was like almost $79 a gallon when regular petrol was a little bit over a dollar. So I decided as a chemical engineering student that I could make my own fuel, and I did. I made my own high-performance, high-octane fuel. And I was banned after a while when my competitors were complaining. So I stopped doing that. Um, and that was IDRC. They were the first to ban me and others followed suit. Other sanctioned bodies followed suit. Maz Damex is asking, would, what Pural do you recommend for track duty FA20? So, of course, I recommend Pural, but in terms of thickness or, I would say, viscosity, it depends on your duty um, and your bearing clearances. So, if you are tracking hard, you can, can't go wrong with a 1040. Um, if something where it's an occasional warrior, the 530 is fine. If you have much looser bearing clearances, you rebuild this much looser than factory, you would have in a 1040, maybe even 2050, depending on what your clearances are. So you don't want to do anything to compromise that hydrodynamic wedge that exists between the bearings and the, and the bearing surfaces. So if you're a factory spec, bone stock engine, 
maybe a good one, if, especially if you're pushing the car in high temperature areas, would be the 10W40. So I hope that helps. That's what a lot of the FA guys use when they're tracking really, really hard, you know? Ah, so Legends of King said he's back with a long run question. Please do ask, Legend. I'll be more than happy to do that. Um, Link's asking, how much did the, it cost to build the van? Thinking about building one myself for my family. So here's the thing with the van that we did for American Honda. We had seven weeks to build it, a lot of bespoke parts. And the bad thing about bespoke parts is that if you go to a company and say, hey, I need a set of custom connecting rods and I need them in two weeks, they start rubbing their hands together like, okay, we're going to charge this chap for our engineering and, and manufacture. So because a lot of components had to be manufactured very quickly and properly, and we did a lot of design in-house, but had to outsource some of the crazy manufacturing stuff we couldn't do in-house, that then cost me a little bit over 50000 to build in that very short period of time. So it was a pretty penny. And as you can imagine, there was nothing commercially available. It was a brand new engine. It was the first time we ever played with an Earth Dream setup. There was no engine management solution for that, nothing whatsoever. So I had to find a way to very accurately incorporate the AEM Infinity with the CAN protocol that can integrate nicely or seamlessly into the factory PDM to allow that to be successful. And when I say integration of the factory PDM, I want everything else to work like factory. I want the AC to work. It's very important to me that the reverse camera work. Very important to me that the safety protocols work so when you start the car and drive, a kid can open the side door. So that being said, all those things are very important. So when you watch tomorrow, you'll see how really cool this car can perform on the track with air conditioning on, which is pretty cool, right? So that being said, um, it won't cost that much if you have the time and the ability to look for components that are commercially available. But if you're making things one-off, not even counting your engineering uh, expertise or services in hard parts alone and support it was over 50 grand so I hope that helps uh, Dusty Mr. E30 it's always an opportunity to get it by all means but you can make that happen AJ good afternoon to you as well Dr. Solar AJ is asking could you wire up a car using AM Infinity into a factory dash warning lights and warning messages oil pressure check engine lights so on and so forth yes you can so let me use a good example. Let's say the Porsche 964. That's the 911 uh, chassis that existed from 1989 all the way to 1994. We very seamlessly incorporated AM Infinity with a jumper harness and everything works like factory. Check engine works, which we even have a better protocol. I, I programmed this protocol where when you start the car, the check engine flashes a few moments and stops when it does its self-diagnostic of all of the sensors involved. Um, you can have your attack work properly, oil temp is not involved because that's a direct harness that goes to the engine, or a pressure not a challenge because it goes directly to the engine. So yes, it can happen. Now when you come to newer vehicles, let's say you're trying to incorporate an AM Infinity into a 5th gen Viper. So let's say you're trying to do it in a 2017 Viper. That's where it gets interesting. That's where you have to utilize some CAN protocol opportunities where you have to have the AM Infinity transmit via CAN and have the CAN language match what is happening with the factory ECU. So if you have launch control, you won't be able to do that momentarily. If you have things where you want to be able to see your gas mileage, all those things have to be calculated and transmitted via the AM Infinity. can be done, but it's a very painstaking process if you're creating this yourself. But yes, it can be done, AJ. So I hope that helps. Um, thank you so much, Junior Bodagnowak. Says enjoys my videos. Appreciate that indeed. My pleasure indeed, Classy Yaper PNG. What does it take to get a job with BC Moto? You have to be extremely talented and apply. And so 
Um, right now, we're pretty crazy until the end of the year because of SEMA coming, but enter the first quarter of next year, we may want to ramp up our staff with what's going on. So that being said, it's pretty interesting. Sam, good seeing you. I'm here to pick up some batteries for you, so I should be there very soon. Uh, you may be able to see me this afternoon. My pleasure indeed, Lord. Good seeing you indeed. Yes, that DMC is really nice. Really, really nice. What are my thoughts about the 3000 GT VR4, says 3SX. I am shocked that that Mitsubishi offering was not as popular as it could be because it offered an all-wheel drive setup, a V6 that was very potent. It looked really cool for its time. It still looks cool today, which is fantastic. You know, so I wish it was more popular. I wish they still made it. And being the VR4 was all-wheel drive, spectacular. But you know what? There's a small community that's reviving it. So hopefully that'll make a resurgence. John602 Phoenix says, love that 911. Thank you so much. More to come. JJ from Relentless Racing. Thank you so much, AJ. And congratulations. For those of you who don't know, AJ just got married this past Saturday. Yes, people are doing it, and AJ just did. He jumped the broom. So, AJ, congratulations on your nuptials. And I look forward to you and your wife having a wonderful long life together. Things are well, NJ Obala. Good seeing you. Ah, oh, good question from 06987S. 996911C2 or base 987 Cayman? 996C2 or a 27 Cayman? Hmm. You couldn't go wrong with either one. Ah, that's a good question. See, I love the handling and mid-engine capabilities of the Cayman 987, but I'm not a big fan of that 27 engine. But the 996C2 has a 3.4, and I, I'm really partial to the M96 engines. And the fact is the 911, is, even though 996s have become more and more popular, I may end up going with a 996, 911, C2. If you said Cayman S, I'll say, you know what? Okay, I feel you. 3.4 versus 3.4 and a newer M97 engine, Cayman S. But base Cayman, by all means, go 996. You can't go wrong with that. Now, if you said 996 twin turbo, I'll say, okay, that's, that's definitely no, no competition there. I am in San Marco, California, Khaled. I'm not, in the, I'm not in the Bay Area. I'm not in Silicon Valley this week. I am in a facility known as EV West, and they've been great, great hosts for me this afternoon. Uh, in my travels throughout Southern California this afternoon, you know? Let's see. Um, BC, much love and respect. Please keep throwing parts for, making parts for F22. So G17, I haven't stopped. So if you go on my website, I still have valve train, camshafts, cam gears, um, head services, pistons, especially the, you know, talk about long rods. I have a piston long rod combo that's still, you know, there. Our partners are still sleeving those blocks from Gonigo. We have access to clutches via our friends at, at um, Action Clutch. Uh, for break-in, we still have lubricants from Purell. Engine management solutions from AEM. Um, AEM, um, if you need an intake manifold that's bespoke, Gonigo can make it via our efforts. It's not, I'm not going to take it away unless you say no more, but I still have a lot, which is pretty cool. And more to come. Do you have any experience with a GB4 or any other BMW custom flash tune program software? Yes, I have, AJ. So if you remember, I would say, I don't know if you participated, but I would say maybe three tech years ago, I was in Florida doing training on flashing of ECUs. So yes, I have access to that. And very soon, I'll have plenty of equipment that can allow me to not only flash, but do much more than a GB4. GB4 is like a pretty glorified piggyback. I'm a huge advocate of being able to change the the checksum in the ECU in the chip itself, and I feel that's a lot more stable, a lot more robust. Um, some people like JB4 because they say it's not invasive and you can easily revert, but I feel the JB4 limits me quite a bit. So uh, flashing is the way to go if your protocol allows for that. 
Um, BC, is there any reason why people are having problems deciding the Genesis set on 5.0 ECU yet decoding and timing the Genesis 3 was easy? So neither one was easy. The one thing is that um, you do have to bootload and do some really cre creative things with the ECUs for both setups. So Continental is a very challenging company when it comes to ECUs and you'd have to actually open up the ECU and go direct on the chip. It's not, um, I would say one thing that's a, a deterrent father death is that more people are modifying the 3 8s, the Lambda engines, than the Tau. So if more people were in the Taus, no problem. But since more people are really focusing on, as you compare those two platforms, the 2.0 and 3.8 Genesis, you tend to see more tuners going that way and to find solve, problem solving. But when it comes to refreshing the ECUs, they're both a pain. The ECUs have come out and the ECUs have to be open, opened up to make it happen. Ah, Victor Person from Sweden. Thank you so much for joining. G-Day Puffalot, cool name. Good seeing you indeed. Um, the decoding is not a problem. So the language is the same. Really, it's a bunch of zeros and ones. It's not that challenging. And when you take a look at some of the protocols that exist with what controls what in the background of the ECU, they're not very dissimilar. The challenge is, once again, appeal. If you have more tuners, more hackers, more coders going towards a platform because it's popular, you tend to see a lot more support for it. So that's the thing, you know? What's the highest flowing scavenge pump? Electric Fourier 993, 964, TD, 964. Nice. So I've had a lot of success um, with mechanical, but I've had amazing success with TurboWorks. So there's a company called TurboWorks. They have this really nice scavenge pump that's about this big, and that works extremely well. If you have a hard time getting in touch with them, Write to me at bcbcmodel.com and I'll try and help you with a set or one. I actually use one pump for an entire vehicle with a single twin, twin turbo, you know? Best way to get 190 wheel horsepower or so out of a Z6, boosting it. That's the best easy way. You can do a natural aspirated, but it is a lot of resources. It's very expensive. Nitro Solar, how the SEMA project is coming along? I have five SEMA projects. We have about five weeks to finish them. And these many are done. <laughs> so, I won't even be here very long. I'm going to have to excuse myself for 10 minutes with you guys, as much as I love you, my family. But uh, you have to get back to the office and keep going along. But we will have all cars nice and going in five weeks. Lots of sleepless nights. But we're going to make it happen. If I were to win the lottery, says Corrupt Nation, my car is getting shipped straight to your shop. Thank you. I appreciate the vote of confidence. And when that happens, I look forward to exceeding your expectations. Let's see here. Adding good, hello. I love your project, Adin. I love how you think out of the box, but you say I'm looking at a 3.0 V6 older Odyssey, but want to swap in a J35. How strong is the stock J35 automatic gearbox? Not strong at all. Um, we've had clients, when they, even on nitrous, get to 400, that thing starts slipping. It's not a strong gearbox. I didn't even, put 1,500 miles on my Odyssey, and I put it aside and went with a manual Accord TL Type S. So a TL Type S would be the way, or if you want to go with a quick sequential, make an adapter plate and put a K1 on there. But yeah, that automatic one, unless you plan on hovering in a 300, 350, thereabout range, which you can probably even do an actual aspirator with a J35, um, when you start pushing 400, that gearbox starts slipping. You know? Manual is the way to go if you want to make any decent power. Jim Genghis Khan, good seeing you, sir. Just picked up an all-wheel drive CRV trans for a K24Z3. Awesome. I'm glad to see they're going to have a lot of fun with that project, indeed. D, thank you for the kind words. Wow, bought the whole CRV on five. That's a good 
good way to go. That's why I did. Alfie, CTRX, I was up north. I'll be there soon. I'll definitely lift you up and take you up on that dinner offer you offered. Um, do you have any classic Porsche builds in the works? What style would you go for? I do. So let's see. On the classic Porsche one, I have a 67 uh, 912, which is the oldest car I have in my fleet. And that's coming to fruition. Uh, I have an 84 911 that you'll see at SEMA and the Toyo booth. I also have a 1979 that we're building for a couple of clients that you'll see in the uh, K&N booth. So yeah, we have quite a few classic Porsches. And the style I'm going for, I'm going to probably retain the long nose or long hood on the 67. But we're going to go super motorsport style on the other two, on the late 70s and early mid 80s, you know? Yes, it is a DeLorean D-Hugs, and I'm here in San Marco, California at EV West. Great purveyors of everything electric, and these guys are very, very nice and been great, how should I say, hosts for this Tech Tuesday, which is great, you know? If someone dropped off a bone stock project to be fixed up like a wagon, that's what our friend Datsun Luck Fever is saying, is that something you do in your shop? Yes, we could. But to do it right, you have to invest properly. So we've been more than happy to do that. On the privateer side, we do a lot of Porsches and Hondas. On the OEM side, of course, we do stuff with Honda, with Acura, with Mazda, um, a little bit of Porsche as well. We've done a ton with Hyundai, as you can see, and we have, I think we have two Hyundais we're building for this year as well, which is pretty good, you know? Ah, yes, that's correct, AJ, very good. <laughs> hello, Latinas, good seeing you, good afternoon. Ah, MB, hello, MB008014. KVTSUU asks, can he or she work for us? Yes, you could, if you have the skills that we need and you'd like to be part of a fun team where we have a blast every day and every day is different. Monotony is not something in our vocabulary. So if so, send your resume to lablab at bcmore.com and if you have what it takes, we'll bring you in, interview you and you have a great time with us. We should be ramping up the team first quarter of next year, so keep your knees bent. Lonnie Nurse says, congrats on your Jay Leno show appearance. Thank you so much. That's one of three, at least for the next few weeks. There's another one tomorrow on CNBC that should be airing um, at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And I think you guys get a kick out of that because Jay drives not one, but two of our vehicles. And then a couple of weeks, we have another episode coming up, and which is pretty nice, you know? Okay, it's asking what are skills needed. It depends. Everything from engineering to logistics to design to fabrication. You name it, we need help with it. Do you take interns? Yes, we do, absolutely. Want to get more power out of my 2015 Accord? What route should I go? Stick with stock motor or swap? So 2015 Accord depends. Do you have the inline 4K? Do you have the V6? It depends, but either way, you want to start with the obvious. Intake header exhaust and then the flashing solution. That can get you a little bit more. Now, if you start going bananas, you can do a supercharged system or a turbocharged system. And then above and beyond that, you definitely have to reinforce any shortcomings of those engines because reliability is key, extremely key. Son of pain, you must have missed it. Yes, we do. We do offer internships at BC Moto. Have you, have you modified motorcycles? No, I tend to keep my love for everything automotive on four wheels. Maybe three occasionally, but definitely four wheels. I've never had the experience with bikes, hence my limited involvement with them. Pure oil, also help my Acura TL Type S reduce oil consumption. I drive most of seven miles on side streets. I have to find a pure oil still doing small ship. Yes, I think they still are. They're having an end of summer one now. So vape ohm, hit them up at pure underscore USA here on Instagram and write to them. And if you have what they need, they'll be more, more than happy to offer you that sponsorship. I think they have an end of summer one 
I think that ends this week, so you might get on that. And the one thing I did notice personally is that uh, Pure does not have the evaporative function you see with some of the other oils that are very commercially available out there. So you have less evaporative function, so you won't see that disappearing of oil like you typically see with commercially available wares out there. Uh, OEM LSD. Oh, nice. Does Jay drive the Odyssey? Mega, you're in for a treat. Yes. Tomorrow, CNBC. That's location. Time, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. By all means. Thanks for the assistance, Vape. My pleasure. Indeed, sir. I'm taking notes. You were fast. I'm so sorry. I'm so fast. My son can't stop talking about cars and Top Gear and F1. We found you. We followed. Geez, I'm trying to keep up for his sake. Oh, thank you so much. That's so good of you to do that for your son. And I will try and speak a little slower to help. But you know what? This will be up for his and your pleasure on Instagram for another 24 hours. Then, um, you see this phone I have in my hand here? I'm actually recording everything via Anchor app. So you can listen to Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all these networks. You can hear what we're discussing today. So whether he's eating, in the loo, working out, doing whatever he may find appealing, you can always listen about what we talked about today. And then I archive it on YouTube, on the BC Motor YouTube feed. So you can just go to BC Motor YouTube or the YouTube and put in BC Motor, subscribe, and you can always see this at your leisure, which is pretty cool. Um, so, oh, hello, Super Card. Good seeing you. Ah, Costa Rica's in the house. Hello, good seeing you indeed. Um, does he have a blue four-door as well? Uh, does he drive a blue four-door as well? Of course he does. In a few weeks, you will see that available in all its glory, you know? How was the Pasadena Hall meet, asked Babe Boy Master VMZ. It was fantastic. So not only was a Porsche event put together by our friends of Zuppenhausen and also from the PCA San Gabriel Valley Division, it was smashing over 300 Porsches and some other non-Porsche vehicles. There was a, uh, a 4GT that was there. There was, um, oh, there was a Ferrari 488. I remember even seeing... Um, uh, oh my goodness, there was another exotic car that was pretty exciting there, but there were some really nice cars there. And then after that event ended about 3 p.m. or so, uh, we headed over to the Bells and Vaughn, where our good friend um, uh, Larry Chen did his, one of his beautiful classes on how to do photography, and that was a blast. And I kind of felt bad because it was really a JDM-based event, but I showed up with um, my Porsche. I, my excuse was um, my Porsche runs Japanese-based ignition coils, so I guess that's okay. <laughs> so that worked out. Oh, and ASIN makes transmissions for Porsche, so I guess I have an ASIN gearbox, so I have some kind of JDM gearbox in there, which a lot of Porsche people don't know. Interesting, isn't it? You know? Hey, BC, I want to know, between the Type S gearbox and the K-Series SI gearbox, which of the two is better? They both are really good. So the only thing is gearing. So if you're going to do um, a lot of boosted applications, your SI may be just fine. But if you're going to stay natural aspirated or you want something that's supercharged and it wants to feel like a very big NA setup, then definitely the Type S. You can have fun with that. You can't go wrong with either one. They're both very good gearboxes, you know? Um, did you say you play Forza and Gran Turismo? So I only played Need for Speed because we were in it. So not the Need for Speed that's out now, but the, the um, one that was done in 2015, Need for Speed. I was part of that. It was myself, Ken Block, Magnus Walker. Quite a few enthusiasts which are there, which is pretty exciting. And also Nakai from RWB, you know. BC, 2,400-pound coupe, 300 horsepower, D15B, what's your tune? What do you think it'll run? A quarter mile. Depends on your driving, dipping deep, and how heavy it is. So, 
With 300 horsepower and a D15B, depending on your gearing, adhesion, and weight, uh, and, and I would say above and beyond weight, driving style, dare I say even aero, you can do anything from, wow, 12.7 to 11.2. <laughs> so you have that range. This depends, you know. Traction is really key, you know. My pleasure, Black. Good seeing you. Ah, nice nurse. Thank you so much. Hello, Jasper. Good seeing you. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Will a Warbro 450-6A and be suffice for 500-600? Coming to see you for a baseline turn after SEMA. Yes. Well, a lot of people don't know this, Nitro Solar, but we did a test years ago with our friends from Kinsler Fuel Injection. Can you believe that a Dash 16A in line as a feed with a minimal restriction on return can feed up to 900 horsepower? Yes, it can. It has enough flow rate. But many times you have restrictions in the pump itself. And some pumps don't do very well with the head that is restrictive like that. So if you have the capability of running Alicia Dash 8, do it for your pump's sake. But you can, if you're limited for whatever reason to a Dash 6AN, you can supply enough fuel for that particular power goal you have in mind, even on E85. Hope that helps. Ah, let's see here. Glad to see you. It was a good, good event. Just wished I was able to... You, yeah, you missed out. You missed out, baby. You definitely missed out big time, you know? Oh, thank you so much, Matt with the Huff hat. Very cool name. I appreciate that. Could you help with the S300P28? That seems to have gone bad. Now, if the ECU base has gone bad, which that's an over 25-year-old ECU, it's better for you to replace that. Um, if you have an S300 module that is messed up, the module itself, yes, we are dealers and purveyors for Honda, and we can have that repaired for you. Uh, getting to Porsches on a budget. Wow, budget and Porsche doesn't usually go hand in hand, but it is possible, especially if you start with a rolling shell, which is what I typically do on my projects, you know? VIP, good seeing you. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. Same with you, hi physique. But ladies and gentlemen, as a slice of heaven it is, I do have to depart. My day is packed completely, but I really appreciate all your efforts and all the questions you had, everything from technology to the show and so on and so forth. I will be here same time next week. Hopefully I can do a much longer show, but thank you so much for all your years of support and for being there for us as we continue to get closer and closer to our 100th episode of the Beast Tech Tuesday. Take care, everyone. Look forward to seeing you and also seeing you guys at SEMA. Take care now. Cheers. Bye-bye.